A sexual subculture many thought did not exist. But new video evidence has come to light. And the wonder drug you've always wanted, but never heard of. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. hope you're beating this heat. That seems to be beating the planet up right now. The sun is taking its revenge against us, or the ozone layer has a big hole. Maybe the reptilians are terraforming our planet to make it more suitable for their alien needs. Or maybe it's just a heat wave. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It's really hot. Just think, soon you guys won't have to hear me complain about this stuff. And I'll be happy about that, too. I'm not a fan of doing stuff for the sake of irony, like liking something to be ironic. I like stuff that I genuinely enjoy. I like the first three Transformers movies. The The second one sucked, but the third Transformers movie, Dark of the Moon, argue with me on this. The third Transformers movie, Dark of the Moon, is the best alien invasion movie of the 2000s and in the top five of all time. It is an amazing alien invasion film. The Battle of Chicago is great. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Watch Transformers 3. Argue with me if you think I'm wrong on that. But one of my likes that I I genuinely enjoy watching that people think that I'm an idiot for is I love watching reality shows. And I like, I don't watch them so much now because I never have my television on. I just watch movies. And they're on Netflix, but I really don't like watching Netflix that much. But when I do, I'll binge watch a reality show. I just like watching real people. And I know a lot of it's staged. I know a lot of it's edited up. But I like watching these subcultures. I think the best reality shows are about subcultures. Not a fan of stuff like Big Brother or um, what was that one with the the girls on the beach with the boy and... All the chicks were hot. It was called like the Hill Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach never was into that. Early Real World was okay. I liked watching stuff like the Dallas Cheerleader reality show, which really is the perfect example of dad porn. That's what I talked about on the last episode, where it's it's porn, you know, air quotes that you can watch that a man can watch, and people don't think anything is going on. You're watching these young, beautiful, nubile women dance around. They're wearing really short skirts. What I like about it, uh, that, I mean, obviously, these beautiful women. I also like competition-based reality shows. I like this, not like a game show one, but shows where people are competing in their subculture. Like the Dallas, you're watching this huge group of women, and you know by the end of the season, there's only going to be seven of them who are going to start a very, very hard job. Because they have to try out each year. Okay, that being said... I really joined watching reality shows. So back when I was about 35, I got mono. Really bad. They had to put me in an isolation ward in a hospital. And I was there for three days. And all the nurses and the doctors and stuff had to mask up before they came in. I had a terrible infection. And I didn't have a smartphone back then. This is probably like 2010. So I had no internet. But I did have access to the television. Hospitals have great cable nowadays. And I flipped through the channels and I found two programs to watch. One of them was a two-hour sit-down interview with President George W. Bush, former president at this time. Now, I was never a big fan of President Bush when he was in office. Watching him give this really candid interview talking about how he felt, making these decisions in his presidency, his regrets, the stuff that he, the decisions he still stood by, was fascinating. It was fascinating. It was almost like watching someone that you considered a direct enemy to you 
sit down and explain to you why they made the decisions they made. Didn't agree with everything he said in that interview, but it was fascinating nonetheless. The other option that I had to watch, the other thing I was, and of course I had a hundred options, but the other show I kept flipping back to was Toddlers and Tiaras, a reality show based around six-year-old girls trying to win beauty pageants. Again, it was a competitive-based reality show of a subculture I am not a part, not a part of. I don't have any other interest in it if it didn't exist in a reality show. You're watching these mothers basically berate their children while roughly combing their hair, and the little girls are going back and forth between being super happy that she's in a beauty pageant to being bored, and the mothers give them pixie sticks to keep them all hyper during the competition. It is a incredibly bizarre alien subculture to me. I'm flipping back and forth between the two shows. Bush Interview, Toddlers and Tiaras. Bush Interview, Toddlers and Tiaras. When each commercial break comes on each, go back and forth. Toddlers, Tiaras, it was like a marathon. So I'm sitting there in the hospital, and what happens when you're in the hospital and they're pumping you full of painkillers? You fall asleep. But a half hour later, I wake up, a nurse is walking into my room to deliver me some more pain medication. And in that darkened room, late at night... A grown man is watching toddlers and tears. <laughs> oh, if you're listening, medical staff of the Folsom Hospital where I was treated, I was just flipping between channels, and I really <laughs> like reality shows that involve competition. Nothing else. Let's go ahead and get started with the episode. So I'm going to give you a little warning right now. I'm going to cover the miracle drug story now because the sexual conspiracy story we're going to cover is so gross that uh, it's you don't want to be making food or eating food or, or thinking anything about food or uh, really anything while you're listening to that. So I'm putting this story first so you can go click at the end of it and go, man, that was a great episode, and keep your mind pure of what we're going to talk about. What we're going to talk about right now is a miracle drug, a miracle drug that could change the way people achieve beauty. I don't feel like I'm overselling this. This is amazing. I came across it. This one was actually on the conspiracy list, surprisingly enough. I found it very quickly, and I thought, well, this couldn't be what they're talking about, but this is a miracle drug. So the miracle drug is, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'll have the links below, Melan, Melanotan 2. Melanotan 2. It's a steroid. And the doctors were trying to create something that would prevent skin cancer, that would help people not get skin cancer. So they invented this steroid. And they begin testing it, and what they realize is that once you inject this, you can inject it into the fatty tissue of your stomach. They've also created a nasal spray version for wimps like me. But what they realize is you take it, you go out to the sun for an hour, an hour, two hours, whatever. You begin tanning. Your skin becomes darker. And that does help, definitely, with skin cancer, but the doctors are like, whoa, 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 wait a second, so... This actually is a tanning aid. Like, if you take this, you no longer have to sit out in the sun for hours on end. You can have, or even do a quarter of the time tanning, your skin will become dark. Which, you know, a lot of people find very attractive. I personally, like my choice, I prefer very pale girls, like uh, jellyfish pale, translucent. I want to be able to see their organs <laughs> inside. Like, I was grew up in that age of gothic girls. I just love, like, that super pale skin. But tan girls, hey, man, yeah, that's pretty hot, too. You know, it's not my go-to or anything, but... So this drug, they're like, whoa, it really helps you tan. Now, it has a second effect. It's not as 
big as the tanning thing and has a lesser effect. But you take this steroid, you lose weight. So not only does it give you a tan, a healthy tan, and it doesn't like age your skin because it's the UV rays that actually make your skin get leathery. The, the darkening of the skin itself with this drug doesn't give you all the bad side effects of being out in the sun forever. It also helps you lose weight. And if that wasn't good enough, I own no stock in any of these companies. There's not going to be an affiliate link below. All of the links below are going to be information. I think one or two of them is from a store, but I don't have any affiliate deals with them. I don't want you to think that I'm a spokesman for this product. Not only does it give you a tan, not only does it help you lose weight. If you are a man, it gives you an erection. And there is a spinoff version that if you are a woman, it gets you wet. A wonder drug. One of the scientists tested it on himself and had a four-hour-long erection. Now, I gotta say, I, I admire I admire the guts on that scientist to go, you know what, here, screw it, and just inject himself with this steroid they're working on. Now, the only side effects, a little bit of nausea, dizziness, that's it. I think a little bit of vomiting, which is probably just more of a side effect of the nausea, They've tested this and tested this. Companies have fought over it, and they had to like split the patent and then re reunite the patent. They're working on all this stuff. When the, it's, it's already on the market. It's already on the market. You can order it. Now, my thing is, is like I'm not going to buy a little clear vial of liquid on the internet and then inject it into my body. Actually, surprisingly, I have a story about that. One day, I got a letter with a product on it. And so it, I opened up the envelope. It's just a regular white envelope. Had a piece of paper, a little baggie at the top of it, stapled to the piece of paper, and inside it was a pill. And I'm reading the letter, and it says, Congratulations, you have been chosen as one of the first people to take our new supplement. It will increase your sex drive. It'll make your dick bigger. It will make you last longer. As I'm reading the article, I have already opened up the baggie and <laughs> swallowed the pill. Now... <laughs> I thought about it, maybe a half hour afterwards, to put a little time period on this story. This happened. I got this letter maybe two months after 9-11. And I thought, about a half hour later after I'd taken this pill, I thought, if Al-Qaeda wanted to kill a million American men overnight, they would just send out cyanide pills and say, this will make your dick bigger. <laughs> and the next day, the streets would be a wash of dead men. Obviously, it wasn't cyanide. And, to top the story off, the pill didn't even work. Didn't work for me. But, this, this Melotan, and Melotan too, and the, on the conspiracy list, it's listed as Tren tanning, because Tren is another term, for, I think Tren is another term for steroids in general, but it's another term for this steroid. This is on the conspiracy list, it's listed on there because it's basically a wonder drug that nobody knows about. And the fact that it's not the most popular supplement at walmart or every store across the planet is shocking and i think it's probably the delivery method more than anything people don't want to inject themselves with stuff but they perfect that nasal spray everyone will have a tan everyone will lose weight and everyone will want to bang all the time we're going to go ahead and move on to this story now this story is like i said really gross so if you want to cut out right now i don't blame you and veronica dear dear sweet veronica I know you have an aversion to... I know you're a germaphobe. So, it was great having you listen to this far of the episode. And I will see you on tomorrow's episode. 
You should leave now. Bug chasing. People believed it was a myth for a long time. People believed that bug chasing was not something. They thought it was a smear campaign against gay men. So what is bug chasing? Bug chasing is a subculture of gay men who knowingly and willingly infect themselves with the AIDS virus or HIV. I'm going to use them interchangeably. I know that the terminology is different, but... So they will go out and get AIDS on purpose. They consider, they call it the gift. So I'm a man and I'm a bug chaser. I'm going to find a gift giver. I want the gift. I want that virus inside of my body. When a man gives me his gift, I want it to be as toxic as possible. I want the strongest form of AIDS that you can give me. There have been stories of people... It's, getting, it's going to get rough from here on out, guys. So if the rest of the audience wants to leave, go ahead. There are stories of people who will cut their butthole open to make it easier for the semen, the infected semen, to go into their bloodstream. Because you can have sex with someone with AIDS and not catch it. Just like any disease, I can swallow someone sneezing in my mouth and not get the flu. That's actually grosser than the semen thing, I think, but... So they will, you know, the the bug chasers who aren't infected yet lament the fact that they don't have it. And so they will engage in random, generally it goes in stages, they'll engage in unprotected sex with random people. Then they'll begin seeking out gift givers. And usually people in the subculture who have the virus will have a biohazard symbol tattooed somewhere on their body to let people know that they have it. And then when that doesn't work, if they still don't get the virus, they'll begin cutting their butthole open or injecting <clears throat> injecting AIDS infected blood right into their own bloodstream or into their butthole and then when that doesn't work they go to even more extreme measures now this like i said was considered an urban legend for a long time people just thought it was a smear campaign and you would see evidence i i had heard about bug chasing years and years and years ago and I thought, that's just insane. Oh, and you know, people always go, what's the motive? And there are several motives. Some of them just want to get it over with. They go, you know what, I know I'm going to get AIDS eventually. So I just want to get it out of the way. Other ones see it as a form of life living inside of them. It's their version of having like a life form, like a baby almost. Another life form inside of them they needed to take care of. Some of them just like the thrill of possibly catching it they'll have parties where there's 20 men in a room and one will have aids and the rest of them will be clean and you just have sex randomly and will you get it will you not i read a heartbreaking article some people get it in certain cities so they can get benefits i read an article today when i was doing some more research on bug chasing there was these young men in new york city who were realized that if you had aids you could get housing allowances and public assistance and all of these things from the government. This one kid got it and accidentally, he didn't mean to get it, but once he found out that he could get all these benefits, he was like, I'm glad that I got AIDS because now I'm not living on the street anymore. 
there isn't a the apartment that costs fifteen hundred dollars. He only has to pay two hundred dollars for it. The state pays the rest because they're taking care of these people. One of the dangers too with bug chasing, I just got. Well, I mean, other than the obvious one that you have AIDS now, is some people who say, "Well, at least I have AIDS now. I don't have to worry about getting it anymore. The pressure's gone." You can actually get two different types of AIDS because it's this constantly mutating thing where if you already have AIDS and then you're still out engaging in unsafe sex and someone else has AIDS, you can create super AIDS in your body and you die within weeks. So it's not like this super manageable thing that people think it is. A lot of people go, "Oh, you just take a pill every day or every, you know, you take your medication every month and you'll be fine." And it's not that straightforward. You can some people still die very quickly of it if it mutates too much. So again, I have to keep saying this. People thought it was an urban legend for the longest time. About a year or two ago, there was a video released, a porn video released. It was from Treasure Island Media, which is a gay porn company. And I read about this on Vice Media. And it is a video of a one of those roulette parties. But, like I said, there's 20 men in a room and one has AIDS and the rest are clean. This one, it's mostly guys with AIDS who are positive, or pause is the terminology used. Only some are negative. So it's this gay porno. Now, I haven't been able to watch it, but I did have to get a copy of it because... And my copy is labeled, Do Not Watch, in big bold letters, 200 pause loads. The culmination of this video, there's photos of this on the Vice article, by the way, is they take a jar of... They have a big mason jar. And it's filled to the brim with... You ever seen milk go bad? And how it separates? And all the... Cream rises to the top. (coughs) And the rest is like a yellowy liquid. That's what this jar is. But this jar is full of 200 pause loads of semen. So all the men in the room who were HIV positive jacked jacked off into this jar. The star of the video, the guy, the main bug chaser, gets a funnel put into his butthole and and the jar is emptied into it. Now, all of my retching noises, I would like to say was for comedic effect. But like I said, I own this video and I can't bear to watch it. I have it more as a curiosity than anything. It's like I've said before, I don't watch porn. I don't have a huge collection of porn at all. Um, This is what one of the videos, (laughs) which means when I die and someone's going through my computer, they're like, man, he has a lot of pictures of Kate Upton. And look at this old Sarah Michelle Gellar photo. Whoa, what's this video? Do not watch 200. Ugh. Anyway, so he gets the funnel put in his butt, and they dump the cum inside of him. And at this point, people are like, okay, this is a true fetish. And what's interesting is the director goes on to say, this isn't as small of a community as you may think it is. I get letters from a lot of people who fantasize about this. I think that's the key. I think a lot of people fantasize about a lot of stuff they would never go through with. But bug chasing is real. There are whole websites and forums and dating apps dedicated to it. (sighs) 
So people are willingly infecting themselves with AIDS for a multitude of reasons. I can get being homeless and thinking, well, if I have AIDS, at least I'll have a roof over my head. Very short-term thinking, but, you know, I can... That's more logical than, well, I'm going to get it anyways. Or creepier, the group that's like, it's this life form inside of me. A part of my lover is inside of me. I've come across stories. I'll try to find some. Read at your own risk. But I've come across stories in the past, too, where gay men who are who carry the gift will have sex with uh, other gay men who don't know they're infected. That's a real problem too. But that's part of the fetish as the gift giver is having unprotected sex with unknowing men and giving them the gift. And ha ha ha. Now I'm a part of him forever. I've changed his life in these five minutes. His life will never be the same. And when you read those stories on their, the fetish person side, who's writing it, you're thinking this guy's really messed up. And then, to, to say the least, but then when you think about the young man who's now, you know, if the disease takes, their life has changed radically. Especially for men who are just curious and now they have AIDS and, you know, they're married or whatever. They have a girlfriend and now they have something you're going to have to deal with the rest of your life. If you are engaging, I'll, I'll put this out for everyone, if you're engaging in any sort of, if for gay men, you, you be safe. For straight men, don't have sex with anyone you don't plan on having a baby with. I know that sound may sound very puritanical, but that's something that I've learned as I got older. I look back at women that I was with, and I was like, dude, if that if I got that chick pregnant, it would radically change my life. Just just use common sense, guys. Use common sense. Use protection. I'm not a. I don't really like it myself. But nowadays, if I'm with someone and I think that they would make a bad mother or I don't want to be with them outside of this small moment in time, just use protection. The same thing you may like for gay men. You may like the semen in your butthole more, but there are people out there, they're a small minority, but there are people out there who will willingly infect you with it. Is it really worth the risk? Is anything, this is the key, is anything worth the risk of that five-minute moment of your life? It's the same thing when I think of people who, we, in Hood River, we just had some guys arrested for trying to meet up underage girls. And it's like, is really what you're doing worth the rest of your life being changed? That five-minute moment, the rest of your life being changed. And it's not. It never is. However. No, wait, there's no however to that. It never is. It never is. I did want to say this, though. Imagine if there was a bug chaser that you couldn't avoid. Imagine if there was a bug chaser who was spreading it randomly, truly randomly. I came across this post. This is creepy. And Veronica, if you are still listening, definitely shut it off now. I love telling you people my secret. I have bad genital herpes. When they flare up, I go to the supermarket. I'll go to the back of my van and pop... I'll go to the back of my van and pop some juicy herpes and wipe it on my hands and fingers, then go into the store. I touch as <laughs> I touch as much produce as possible. Sometimes I go to the store's bathroom to reload just to give you the freshest of my herp juice. Sometimes I go to the baby section of the store. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I'll go to the baby section of the store. Little teething babies love to chew on toys. Ah, gross. I forgot about that part. <laughs> this is our secret now. You're good at secrets, right? Mmm, yeah. You're real good at secrets. There are certain people 
who just need to be <laughs> locked up and removed from humanity. And this guy needs to be in a cell. If he if this is true, and he's rubbing what he calls his herp juice on produce and teething rings, again, it's probably his fetish. He's probably jacking off the whole time thinking about it and the whole time doing it. And then when he goes home, he's fantasizing about doing it again. Now, luckily for me, I never eat produce, and I don't use teething toys. But whoever you are, herp juice guy, come on, man. That's there. That's a level of inhumanity that <laughs> I think even shocks me. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio, or you can Twitter me at Jason O. Carpenter. Well, you guys made it. If you're still listening, you guys made it to the end of the bug chasing episode. We had a little bit of the good and the bad. The trend stuff, that's awesome. Hope it comes to market and I hope it gets easier to use. I'm not saying I want the deepest hand, but it would just be interesting. Oh, oh, the dick thing is probably the best part. But And then, of course, we had the bug chasing, which I think, again, if you're a germaphobe, the herpy thing was really, I hate to use this term, but the icing on the cake as far as germaphobia goes. That's going to be it. We have one more episode of our sexual conspiracy list. That will be tomorrow. We're going to end it out with some interesting little tips. Here, I'll give you a spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about supernatural sex with demons and love spells. I think those are interesting topics. Dead Rabbit Radio is the paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great one, guys. Peace.